Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Fearless Generations with Terry Sayer and Kelly Fox. Generations, 12 Steps to Freedom. I am so excited to be here tonight and to start this whole new season all over again with you. And of course, my beautiful co-host, Terry Sayre. How are you doing tonight, Terry? Well, I'm excited as well. This is an opportunity to go deeper and to just uh, look at these 12 steps through the eyes of many different coaches. And I'm so excited to learn and this will be a win-win for me. Yep, yep, and that's how we like it here at Fearless Generations. So we are starting over at step one, and step one is awareness because that's where it all begins. And we are excited to have our guest coach on tonight. It's her first appearance on the show. So please welcome Tara Jarvis. How are you doing tonight, Tara? I'm great, Terry and uh, and Kelly. It's great to be here. It is great to have you. So how about you tell our listeners a little bit about you? All right. Well, um, we know each other most recently because we're in a coaching program because, you know, all coaches have coaches, right? Um, That's right. And I I, um, went into the coaching space in 2013. I was guided to that direction because I had used coaches – almost through most of my, uh, you know, later stages of my corporate career. So I uh, went to work really early. Um, I was born in Boston, grew up in Sacramento, went to high school, got married pretty young, um, unfortunately divorced, and then started going to school and working on my formal education and stayed within the phone company, retired pretty early, but kept thinking that at some point this miracle of what I'm supposed to be when I grow up was going to just show up and yeah. uh, started, <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm, you know, you're doing all the right things and you're following all the right cues, but you're still what I would discover for myself now is somewhat unfulfilled, you know, all the credentials, everything that you want, you're successful, you're um, doing as, as well as you can be, but still there's something kind of missing. And uh, so I uh, was getting ready to retire and started working with a coach and trying to decide what that might be and uh, thought that that would happen for me. And it turned out that it didn't. Uh, it took me quite a while um, to get an actual interview in kind of a leadership development space that I wanted to be in and do some training and development and, you know, kind of in the actualization kind of space again within corporate and, that didn't really work out, and so then, once again, I'm back in the being selected and chosen. You know, people would pick me, come come to work for me kind of thing, and I'd just say yes and keep on going. So yeah. my early retirement career, I was was just kind of doing things as, as they showed up. And I want to say it was in um, 2006, I was – getting ready to complete a really powerful nonprofit board experience that I was doing in conjunction, you know, in parallel with a a job. And I had to distinguish for myself that here I was once again, you know, commuting an hour back and forth to work, doing something that I was good at, but just really didn't like doing it. I didn't want to do 
technical work anymore. And I was working mm-hmm. with people that were nice and great, but I wasn't really inspired by what I was doing or where I was going. And I went back to that original coach and, you know, she said, well, can't you just really, you know, start accessing some of my retirement and take the summer off and really this time do it right. Like really figure out what you're supposed to be when you grow up. And, Mm -hmm. um, I was married at the time and I talked to my husband about it and he was really nervous about that. I was way too young to start dipping into my retirement and why can't you just work until the end of the year and really retire? And I said, at that point, we're finally having a conversation that said, you know, I'm, I'm really not going to be, retired in the traditional sense of the word. We probably should have talked about that a lot earlier than we did then, but um, we agreed and I set off on this 90 day exit strategy to leave this job and start to, you know, have some income coming from my retirement and, and really take the summer off and do the due diligence that you need to do to discover for yourself. What is it I'm supposed to be doing? And two weeks before I left that job, he had a reoccurrence of cancer. And so my first, day off work was in oncology with him and I took care of him for a year and a half and then I would say in the long of this story uh, is that that's when my journey really started Um, when I came to realize that I was just there to help him transition and my whole life had yet to unfold and I needed to go figure out what that was going to be and I did some traveling and I I, I I established a family with my stepdaughter. I don't have my own children. My husband and his first wife um, had two beautiful daughters, and they lost their mother when they were teenagers to melanoma, and now they had lost him to melanoma. And I was the only adult in their life with a direct connection to their parents, and uh, I made that a priority to figure out. And I, I guess if we want to talk about awareness, there was something I was very plugged into that, that whole first year was going to be about the three of us creating a new family for ourselves. And I'm pleased mm-hmm. to say that whatever that would be, you know, that was 2008, you know, 12, 13 years ago. Um, we're still, we're closer to today than ever. And I, I don't know that a lot of stories go that way. Um, yeah. I have three beautiful grandchildren as a result of that Um relationship my youngest stepdaughter has has children and um they don't know anything other than the fact that I'm yeah they know I'm her stepmom but they know that I'm not their step grandmother I'm definitely a grandmother for them so Mm. Um, but it was really in the discovery of you know taking time to get somewhat in touch with what it is every day that you should be making important in your life so that you choose um, actions around that every day and um, and that's when I think um, you know I, I know I, I t- I've told others this you know back when Jim first was diagnosed um, you know I worked with coaches and they were talking about meditating and journaling and slowing down and trying to get in touch with kind of your inner self and what's really important and um, I didn't get it I did not get it um, and I probably, and I didn't start, I didn't start till, you know, I would say probably within the last, you know, five, seven years, something like that, that I've really made that mm-hmm. a commitment to myself that I need to get in touch mm-hmm. with my inner voice. Now I've been very fortunate, um, 
that I'm a pretty sensitive person and whether it's my head space or my heart space that's talking to me, there's been a handful of times where I've been in a situation where I've had a choice to make and I've made the one based on inner intelligence, if you will, or inner awareness that I've never regret. I I don't, I don't have any regrets about those situations. So I know Mm -hmm. I'm in touch with it, but it's really now about making the time and having a daily practice of making sure that I'm, that I'm in touch with that. So coaching, um, it's, it's what I do. It's what I love to do. Um, and I found my space and I'm about being in service to others and I do it through coaching and mentoring and, and connecting people with solutions. Awesome. Well, we are so glad that your journey brought you here. (laughs) Well, and I'm just intrigued by, you know, you guys' 12 steps to freedom. I've kind of come away, you know, I go through a five step process, which is, it still starts with awareness. You have to be aware of where it is you you want to be, and you have to be aware that there's something not right with where you currently are. And that's not to be selfish or, you know, demanding or whatever. I mean, it's really being in touch with, I don't want to be here anymore, whatever that uh-huh. looks like. And And so when you have that kind of an awareness and you have an awareness of where you want to go, then you can acknowledge that there is some, there's going to be a change or a transformation that's going to happen. And then you get aligned around what that's going to be. And then you start choosing actions that are in alignment with that direction that you want to go. And then you start accomplishing things and then transformation happens. And it happens on a day to day basis based on doing those kinds of things. So it's, it's a, an abbreviated version of, you know, what you walk people through, which I find fascinating, but, I do feel the the real key is having self-awareness, really understanding Mm -hmm. your true self, listening, you know, really becoming best friends with your heart space and your soul and your spirit. And, you know, whether you practice a particular religion, um, you know, we're all spiritual beings having a physical experience. And, you know, the spiritual is going to keep going. um, And the physical experience is finite. So, you can ignore it, but you really want to get in touch with what that might be. And I think there's a lot of people, and, you know, that was way before COVID, you know, struggling with the lack of passion or the lack of purpose or the lack of meaning in, in whatever it was they were doing in any domain of their life. Um, and it was showing up and manifesting itself in health. I think, Kelly, you've talked a little bit about, you know, the breakdowns, I think I've heard you talk about breakdowns in health and stuff like that that happen as a result about being out of alignment or, you know, kind of incongruent yeah. with, with what's going on with you. I mean, it really shows up. It manifests itself in a lot of different ways. But it's really, and we all have the solutions to our own problems, and we also can help others when we become aware of certain things about ourselves. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think when we become aware, we ha- we can definitely help others become aware. Um because I think we definitely can go through life with blinders on in mm-hmm. survival mode and just trying to go one day to the next and you know, not really looking at what's going on around us and just enjoy our life. You know, I I mm-hmm. think a lot of people think that joy is kind of this fleeting thing. 
and it's not. You can have joy regardless if things are going bad or going good, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, people are, people can, people are, I, I, me, I can say it for me. I've definitely had moments and, and periods in my life where I'm just, I'm just, I have my head down and I'm just going forward. Because if I look up, I, I'm not going to be able to handle it. Or at least that's what I'm telling myself, right? Mm-hmm. But when we mm-hmm. look up, we can see the choices that we're making. We can see the choices that others are making. We can own our own stuff. We can let go of other people's stuff. And we can see where we can make changes to enjoy our lives better and to not just survive but start to thrive, right? Mm-hmm. I like I like that mm-hmm. play on But, yeah, it all starts with, becoming aware because if you're not aware Mm -hmm. you can't you can't change something that you don't see well i think you know listening to you know mm -hmm. listening to your share i mean that's i believe why i use coaches because we can't see our own blind spots and um and sometimes we can get on our own way and not even really realize it so it really just could take one little question or one little you know did you think about this and and you can shift something for yourself. But, you know, to your comment mm-hmm. on joy, I've been doing some discovery work most recently on fulfillment and that it's different than excess, success and achievement and accomplishment. Fulfillment is a state of being. And, and what I've discovered is that, you know, a, a state of being that takes place in present-day experiences so you can have fulfillment every single day. And, you know, I mean, just sharing painfully. I mean, you know, if you don't have your health, you really don't have, you, you don't have it if you don't have your health. And so, right. you know, I, my, my husband didn't get the, the the gift of a long life. And, you know, I'm reminded of that all the time, that fulfillment is really living it in the day-to-day. And it's not to be imprudent and careless and reckless but it's to make sure that you're doing something every day in the present, in your experience of life, in the way that you're being so that you can have every, a sense of fulfillment every night that you put your head on that pillow because you don't yeah. know that you're going to have another day of being able to do that. And so it can be in anything. It can be in your work. It can be in, your, you know, your family. It can be in volunteer but it's played out in experience and it's played out in how you're being. And um, it's not this long, you know, long drawn out, you know, project plan or anything. It happens in the here and now. And only, you know, in the morning, you know, when you wake up and you're fresh from dreaming, you know, that's where I find the best time to tap into what's the most important thing for me to do right now. And uh, and that's where it comes from. Yeah. Terry, what are your thoughts on this? Well, I, I'm really enjoying listening to the two of you uh, talk. It's very <laughs> fulfilling to uh, mm-hmm. to talk and listen to like-minded people. And I think that's mm-hmm. one of the most, uh, I don't know, that's very gratifying for me as a, as a coach, as a mother, as a daughter, a sister, mm-hmm. um, grandmother great grandmother is to mm-hmm. be attentive to be attentive to mm-hmm. uh to others 
be attentive to yourself and be attentive to observing and listening to the things around you that support you. And I think until we're aware of ourselves and our value and until we can love ourselves and that self-awareness that comes from the being Mm-hmm. Being aware and being love, being fulfillment, being joy, which whatever adjective you want to use, is when our heart and our mind are connected and our thoughts, our words, and our actions are in alignment with who we are. So for mm-hmm. me, I, my word is love. Um, so mm-hmm. I try to be love. And that means when mm-hmm. I speak, when I think, when I act, I I want to come from a place of love and it's love Mm -hmm. for myself first, because once I love Mm -hmm. myself, then I have this overflow of love that's authentic. that can go to others, not out of duty, not Mm -hmm. out of because they're my children or it's my mother or it's my job, but because I'm full and I'm love, I can love others authentically because I want to, not because I have to. And that Mm -hmm. awareness is what created my transformation in my life where mm-hmm. I came from being mm-hmm. a frustrated, angry person to being a mm-hmm. person that sees love as my center. And that came from co- being coached and mm-hmm. day by day making decisions in the present moment by moment, mm-hmm. paying attention to my thoughts and my, and my feelings and letting go of control of what I have no control over, <laughs> which is a lot, mm-hmm. you know, Letting go of yeah. that. And what I do have control over is who I am, how I show up, how I react, and how I project my passion and my love uh, to others. And that's my service. Mm-hmm. And that, that's when I found out that was my purpose, then my life uh, became fulfilled. Just like you're mm-hmm. saying, it's a, it's a fulfillment for me. That, that word for me is love. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I I love I love that share because I think it's it's whatever work whatever anchor you need to be able to mm-hmm. stay in that present state um, so that it it can be this way of being which is mm-hmm. and I had it described another way that it's not um, it's not a goal like a smart measurable mm-hmm. you know time anchor it's yeah. not a goal being is the quality of life that you want to live. So it might be an element mm-hmm. of a goal, but it's not the goal, right? So it's the way you choose to go about living your life, which in your case, you're saying you're a loving person, right? And all in all mm-hmm. realms with all people, it becomes kind of a manifesto, if you will, about how you're going to live, right? Some other examples mm-hmm. might be, you know, to live a life free of financial stress, like to have enough money to be free of stress could be a being state but it mm-hmm. leads you to certain financial choices that you might make. And there could be adventure or there some element. So it's a quality of your life. But I don't know how you guys have found, you know, in, in the work that I do, a big precursor to being is your mental state and your emotional state. And so much of our mental state can be inherited. And we might think that we're looking at reality and we're really not looking at reality. We're looking at, you know, either assumed beliefs or inherited beliefs 
Uh, there could be inherited structures and societal things. And it really takes a daily practice to work on mindset to get mm-hmm. conscious. I think we talked a little bit about more about the importance of being conscious because when we understand that the brain science behind unconscious thought, I mean, it's like 95% of the brain's function is going on in the background. So it's like, how do you, you have to bring more of it into conscious awareness and intention. (laughs) I mean, you're probably not Mm going to bring all of it, but really understanding how much of it is real and how much of it is you rather than what you've been told to believe. Um, Mm -hmm. And, and you you know, when you talk about limiting beliefs and negative self-talk and some of the things that might talk, when I look at the 12 steps, I'm not seeing, those are solutions to some of the things that I'm talking about right now, I would suggest. Is that right? So you have to have, um, you know, willingness and connection, compassion to not allow yourself to beat yourself up, right? Um, But a lot of times we are programmed, we're programmed, and we're programmed, and some of it is so unconscious that we have to really have strong mindset and awareness practices on a daily basis. I mean, one of my favorite Sandra Yancey quotes, who's the CEO of eWoman Network, is that, you know, mindset is the only to-do that you never cross off your list. Right. You yeah. You've got to have something going on there where you're constantly reinforced, whether it's your money mindset or your belief mindset, um, your beliefs and thoughts are constantly needing to be in a conscious place for you so that you can have this being state that we're talking about. I mean, that's, that's just kind of the background of that for me anyway. Yeah. My favorite tool. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Cause you're, you and I are probably going to say the same thing. Go, go ahead. Okay. I was going to say that my favorite tool with, um, and the first tool I used when I joined fearless living was, are you making it up or is it true? So just constantly challenging any story or, um, you know, possible lie that I might be telling myself to really shift all those filters, to shift all those stories, and to really Mm -hmm. get down to the truth of what was going on. And, Mm -hmm. And it would be from the simplest thing that I would lie to myself about to huge things that I was lying to myself about. And I still use this tool today. When I look at a situation Mm -hmm. and I'm all upset about it or making up some story about it, I'm attaching all these feelings and emotions and judgment and what I, you know, blah, blah, blah to it. Am I making it up or is it true? And if there's truth in it, where's the truth and where's the lie? So, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. breaking it down and becoming extremely aware of what's going on in my mind and how mm-hmm. I'm making the situation worse or mm-hmm. I'm, you know, adding all these things to to complete the puzzle, but they're they're not facts. They're just, you know, made up things because I want to finish the puzzle. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's one tool that I um I swear by. It is mm-hmm. it is one of my one of the best tools that I received from Fearless Living, I would say. What were you gonna say, mm-hmm. Terry? I was gonna bring up the same thing. You know, that yeah. when you're working on, on shifting your mindset, mm-hmm. you know, when you're 
when you're working on shifting your mindset, you, I mean, I was 65 before I came to Fearless Living. Mm-hmm. So I had, mm-hmm. I had lived with my parents. I had lived with my husband who had passed away. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'd been a school teacher for 40 years. I, I had all of these experiences that, that a lot of that was, was a mindset that I had created over all of that time, much of it being not true or not being mm-hmm. the true me. So to break that mindset down and to ask myself that question, and the second question I would ask myself, the second tool was, does that thought empower me or disempower me? Mm-hmm. And when I could mm-hmm. ask myself that and I could honestly say that empowers me to be my true self, to be the real, real Terry, and, mm-hmm. or does that disempower me to be fake, to be somebody mm-hmm. else that I'm not in order to be accepted, to be thought of, of being brilliant or whatever, whatever it was, is that mm-hmm. really me? Or am I really truly a vulnerable person that's open, open to opportunities? open to knowledge and experience from others? Do I have to have all the answers? Do I have to always be right? Does that disempower me or does that empower me? Am I making Mm -hmm. that up or is that true? And those two questions in the beginning helped me to start to shift my mindset around to who am I, who do I Mm -hmm. want to show up as, and what empowers me to be that person that can become you know, a, a honestly authentic, loving person. And that mm-hmm. was not who mm-hmm. I was. That was not what my mindset was, you know. So those two, mm-hmm. those two relatively simple tools, if you're willing to ask yourself those and then be open to be attentive to the answer and mm-hmm. be aware of that, it helps you to, to switch that mindset to where mm-hmm. now when I, st- I still have some of those feelings, I'm going to always, I'm not going to squash those feelings. I'm going to let them go through me. I'm going to ask those questions. And then I'm going to say, yeah, that empowers me to be the person that I have chosen to be and that I want to be and that I'm striving to be. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm going to practice. I'm going to practice that mm-hmm. mindset using that filter and moving forward. Mm-hmm. That's great. I mean, what what came up for me when you were talking is this year I've been doing quite a bit of work around mindset and I didn't expect to have it be about the pandemic, but it turned out that a lot of people that I was working with were suffering because of mm-hmm. this threat, you know, and um, yeah. some of the things that really came out of that, I mean, I used to say, you know, the brain's full purpose was to keep us safe from dinosaurs and that's not real anymore. Right. You know, you don't have to worry about going outside and being stomped by a, you know, Tyrannosaurus or something, but now there was a real threat outside, right? Mm-hmm. And so trying to get people to see that the physiological being of the mind was now something that really had to be influenced. And mm-hmm. when Terry, when uh, Kelly, Kelly started talking about what's real, that became one of the big exercises is what is real and finding sources of truth to let you know what was real. And I think the other thing that's really powerful is how we use language to either empower or disempower us. It could mm-hmm. be a limiting belief or not, but in this particular case, you, if you look at the media and how they use language, you know, are we, you know, you know, sheltered in place, are we in lockdown, or are we safe at home, 
right? You get to choose how you want to look at that reality and what language you want to put on it. But it's really about what's real, what's real, right? And how are you dealing with Mm -hmm. whatever that is in your life? And so when you see the impact that all of that can have on mindset, you start to look at, and I'm sure you guys have dealt with this a lot, you know, throughout the year as well, fear and scarcity and, um, and all of that, the mindset is being challenged more than ever this year mm-hmm. um, oh, to yeah. stay positive, mm-hmm. to stay positive, to see things as they really are, um, and to find creative solutions for whatever the constraint is that you're trying to deal with. Yeah. Well, that's, ladies, that's we are true. out of time. Yeah. I have loved this discussion tonight. Uh <laughs> Let's we have by. just um, a little bit of time. Tara, is there mm-hmm. anything that you want to share with our listeners before we go? Well, I just well, think I, be, be attentive and aware. Be attentive and aware right. to yourself, your own needs, and be who you, who you know, for me, it's who God intends you to be. Be that person that you want to be. Right. Be aware right. when you are and when you're not. Yeah, And you have to create a space to connect with that inner person, mm-hmm. that inner awareness. Yep. You, know, you have to connect. Yep. And it's your heart that you're connecting with and not your head. If you're, right. if you're comparing yourself to other people, it's your ego. It's not your true inner self on what's really mm-hmm. most important to you. Um, yeah. But I did want to share, um, Terry, I do have a, and, and Kelly, thank you, first of all, for the invite. I've, I've really enjoyed the time we've had preparing and getting ready for this. And I really admire the work that you do. And if there's any way that I can support you in any way, please don't hesitate to ask. Um, I do thank have you. a couple things. One, um, I have a, a journal. Um, it's the Extraordinary Life Journal. It's a transformation journal and, um, and guide that's on my website that's free. So just go to tirajarvis.com slash free, and you can download that. It just it walks you through kind of my stages of how to define where you're at, kind of where those dissatisfiers might be, how you might create a compelling personal vision, and how you might craft a path to get you there. And then I, I'm also willing to offer a free complimentary session if anybody wants to talk about transformation or talk about awareness or anything that we've talked about today from my perspective, I'm happy to do that. You can access that from my website as well at tirajarvis.com slash free dash session. And uh, awesome. I just and we'll put yeah, all of the information up. Yeah, Tira, please go yeah. to the Facebook page and post all of that so that our listeners can have that easy access to your website okay. and uh, okay. make sure that they get uh, to access those offers. We really appreciate that. Okay. Okay. We'll do. Yeah. I will definitely do well, that. Thank you so yeah, much for being here with us tonight. We appreciate you. You're welcome. And starting and off this season the with luck. us. Yeah. yeah. What? And uh, we thank you all for being here with us as well, listeners. We're excited to start this process over again with you for the seventh time. And we hope you keep coming back because we have some amazing guest coaches. Um on uh, books for the season already and we can't wait for you to meet all of them and we just want to repeat to that all of this information from the 12 steps to freedom is brought to you by Rhonda Britton the CEO and founder of the Fearless Living Institute and until next time everyone be fearless be fearless good night 
Good night, Sarah. Yeah, good night. Take care. Be well.